Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Monster, Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Cameron, and I'm joined as always by my two indefatigable co-hosts, Leonard and Dave. Leonard, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm fine, Cameron. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, I have thoughts about tonight's film. Oh, and that's other, good. But, but other than that, <laughs> I'm fine. Other than those <laughs> thoughts, I'm fine. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. In the middle of a yesterday was a thunderstorm. Today is also a thunderstorm. Just yeah, storming. So that's fun. Fun to wade through the mud this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, I'm doing as usual. Fine. You know, it's another week. Um. <laughs> Tonight, uh, we are talking about a relatively recently released film. Uh, we are talking about Willy's Wonderland, uh, which I'm going to say is what happens when the Friday, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie gets stuck in development hell forever, uh, and Nick Cage gets bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> essentially. Um, so yeah, this is the animatronic puppet horror film with uh nick cage playing the uh silent drifter protagonist uh it's quite a bit different to a lot of stuff he's done before um it released uh in february in the states and just released last week uh i think pretty much everywhere else uh it was gonna release last year but you know covid happened as it has happened continuously um and uh yeah uh, so we'll, we'll kick it off with some general thoughts about the film. Leonard, you said you had some feelings about this, mm-hmm. uh, some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to air them? Yes. Um, I hated <laughs> this movie. I hated every <laughs> single second of this movie. No, oh, that's no. not true. That's not true. Um, <laughs> once I realized what this movie was going to be, I hated every single second of this of this <laughs> film. Um, now, in the interest of being fair, there are things that I liked about it, and we will mm. I will mention them as they come up uh, during the course of our discussion, but um, this was miserable, and it took me like three hours to get through. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not for everyone. That that I can definitely understand. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave, how did you feel about it? It it sits in the weird space where you're trying to figure out who this is marketed toward, aside from the people that were playing. Because it's it's not um, specifically an adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's no, no. It's off of a short film from the director, and just sits in that same very niche space of animatronic horror nostalgia. Uh, yeah. The things that it's dealing with and the things that Five Nights at Freddy deals with don't really exist anymore. And yeah, for, right. um, 
Well, I, I would say actually for Leonard and my generation, uh, these spaces like disappeared when we were going from like entering into teenage years. They were already kind yeah. of gone. Yeah. They were just so downhill. And <laughs> that, that folks was a while ago. So yes, um, I was having yeah. a discussion off air um, about, about these spaces. And this would have been things like the previous version of Chuck E. Cheese or showbiz pizza. Pipers may have had some animatronic stuff a while ago. I think they did. I know showbiz, like, that's their whole shtick was showbiz pizza. Yeah. It's a whole Right. And And because I'm on the West Coast, it was all Chuck E. Cheese's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was from Oklahoma area, so it was was definitely showbiz pizza because I'm based out of Texas, so it's close enough. Right. Yeah. That zone. Uh, I wasn't in the states long enough as a kid to like go there repeatedly, but I do recall mm. from a very young age having gone there a little bit. Uh, and even back then, uh, the places which were at the time new appeared like dingy and rundown. They didn't, like, yeah, like the yeah. general upkeep <laughs> of them was poor, and yeah. So, this was within a few years of them even being four years into operation or so. Uh, already yeah. looked like horrifying. Yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do not with the animatronics themselves, which were their own no. horror, but um, the, the decor and the lighting. The lighting was very, very low, and everything was ah, uh, yeah. That that terrible carpet that just doesn't clean very well. No, and everything yeah. was red. Uh, it's just not a <laughs> like <laughs> fond memory looking back going like, yeah, that place is great. It's more like, why would anyone take their children to this horrifying place? Um, but, you um, know, as a kid, you was... loved it. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's arcade games. And, and I don't know. Oh, and I was going to say that I, uh, from my perspective, um, given all the documentation that have has released over the last couple of years, uh, about the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics and maintaining the store, um, uh, all at least all the Chuck E. Cheeses that I went to, because I I had gone to Chuck E. Cheeses for maybe five or six birthdays as a yeah. kid, um, and they those places were like immaculate, like they were very fastidious about <laughs> um, keeping it clean. Um, and you know, like I said, now that the documentation's been revealed, of uh, go out and put uh, put two sh- rounds in your Chuck E. Cheese animatronics head when it breaks <laughs> down. Make sure that it's completely unrecognizable. It makes sense <laughs> as to uh, why. Um, at least the Chuck E. Cheeses were maintained. But yes, I. Mm. I think um, it from from the way that you described it, Dave. It feels like the at least the showbiz um, sounds like it uh, it was uh, catered to. It was like an old arcade back in like the eighties and nineties, where they were just dim, darkly lit, and poorly you know, like 
uh, not cleaned very often. <laughs> yeah, and that you know that may not have been the case. It may have been clean. It was just dark, and right, it's hard to separate darkness from uncleanliness. Yeah, yeah. It or it's just dark and you don't together. It, it does, <laughs> and that's that's pulling on you know thirty something year old memories. <laughs> trying to yeah. go yeah i just remember not being comfortable that i was a very small <laughs> child uh and then uh yeah because they 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 showbiz i think was like through 1992 um it didn't last very long uh, 1992 um they just basically became chuck e cheese yeah uh and then but at, at, already at that time uh, I think they were letting go of all the animatronics and stuff that just didn't mm. last. Um, yeah. So the idea of that and that like kind of not really a decay because they didn't stay there, but the feeling mm. of that I think was just already in existence, and that's sort of what you I think of like roadside attractions or um, just like. Americana, Middle America, like yeah, fading yeah. away a little bit, um, and that's sort of part of the horror of, of this kind of thing, and and why I think that the film and Five Nights at Freddy's sort of like works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, with Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, the demographic for who was playing it, as far as I can. How old was like twelve year olds? Yeah, on that age. yeah, it was I a young audience. Who, yeah, that's who was gravitating toward it. Aside from YouTubers, yeah, yes. like well. <laughs> making a mint off of pretending to be scared by this game. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't played it, and I watched someone streaming it recently, and I was just like, I don't understand the allure of this game. I has some mm. jump scares, but that's like all it has going for it. There's not a story. Stories yeah. about what you get in this. There's actually more story in Willy's Wonderland than there is in. Yeah. <laughs> what I can tell at Five Nights at Freddy's. Now, as far as I know, the fan content outside of the main game is pretty strong. So there's a lot of like mm. fan made things. That just yeah. went off in directions that it didn't go. So we don't that probably safe um yeah uh, yeah I, I i will say that there is apparently um like um a narrative to uh five nights at freddy's um mm. but it's like extremely obfuscated and is rarely <laughs> it is rarely part of the actual gameplay um, yeah, but there yeah. is so there is there is a story, but like it, most of the people, the reason it launched into the social zeitgeist is not based on on the the taut narrative that it's no it's no people. <laughs> I mean, like as someone a bit younger, I think the reason Five Nights at Freddy's and that aesthetic kind of took off was because it was something for like that younger generation that was entirely new. Um, before Five Nights at Freddy's came out, I have to admit, I thought Chuck E. Cheese was always a guy in a suit. I didn't. <laughs> I was not aware you guys had like actual animatronics <laughs> around children and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they literally looked but, just yeah. like the stuff in Wiley's Wonderland. 
Mm. Got on the yeah. stage and then did a dance song and dance and were frightening. Uh. And the curtain would come in, or they would sometimes, I think, um, get to the stage at several places would move. So, yeah. Like, yeah. push them forward toward the audience or it would pull them back. That's my yeah. recollection. Yeah. Yeah. It's because for me, like, the, the dark and dingy and uncomfortable birthday areas of my childhood were mostly like poorly maintained laser tag areas mm -hmm. um and i think i think part of the draw with this more chuck e cheese animatronic -y style is it gets that same discordant feeling of like you know this is a space you're meant to go and have fun in but it's showing just the wear and tear of and the futility of human innovation and civilization but there is like character behind it like a haunted laser tag place there's no, there's nothing there to grasp you as like a character you can latch onto and become interested in. But with animatronics, they are entirely character. They're mascots, you know. Right. They've got they've got personality, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you can sort of get someone's interest. And yeah, it was just yeah. But hey, I'm I'll freely bit when Friday Five Nights at Freddy's came out, I got pretty interested in it, and then fell off a couple months later <laughs> um <laughs> but it, it was just something i hadn't really seen before and i think that was part of the the interest in it um i think it's probably part of why i enjoyed this movie uh a bit more than either of you i think <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it, it's something that's still relatively new for me and is a relatively new experience for me um but yeah uh so our overall premise let's jump in actually talking about the film uh, our overall premise of Willy's Wonderland is uh, in a small town in Nevada uh, named Hayesville, there is a busted, broken down, definitely legally not a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, our main character, Nick Cage, is a drifter. He's driving his lovely, wonderful car, drives over a spike trap someone has carelessly left out. And it's going to cost $1,000 to fix his car. But if you just stay overnight at Willy's Wonderland and clean it up, we'll pay to have it repaired. And you can be off on your way in the morning. No problem. Uh, and of course, things don't go to plan. Um, the movie itself sort of immediately hits an atmosphere. There's like a sepia filter <laughs> on all of these opening shots. Uh, and it leans very heavily into the soundtrack. Uh, and the reason is because Nicolas Cage does not talk in this movie, which was certainly an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. so I've <laughs> got to ask everybody, mm -hmm. do, um, do we think that the filmmakers, uh, deliberately hired Nick Cage to play this role and didn't give him any dialogue or the filmmakers hired Nick Cage and he refused to read the dialogue that he was given. <laughs> I oh, don't man. think um, he had dialogue. He also um, produced this. So yeah, his hand yeah, in it is a little heavier. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe the story is they put the script up online on like a horror movie script website and he saw it and contacted them and said hey i want to do this <laughs> okay and i want to do it so without this, this is his choice yeah <laughs> i'm going to make a dance 
Kind of do Nicolas Cage, but it always turns into Nicolas anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. It's difficult to do the Nicolas Cage voice. <laughs> um, um, because because yeah. I had heard about this performance, so so I, I, I had been spoiled on this movie because I had okay. absolutely no intention of of watching it um, after after the <laughs> after like so when this movie released. Um, the thing that went off in my head initially was, okay, this is like a meme. This is like a meme transformed into a movie. Like, haha, look, <laughs> we've got Nicolas Cage and he's doing wacky things like fighting evil animatronics. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, okay, maybe it can be entertaining. And then the first review I watched, it was like, Nicolas Cage doesn't say anything. And I'm like, I... <laughs> don't like this <laughs> premise. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's a big draw of cages, his over-the-top chewing of the scenery. Well, it's <laughs> not only that, but, like, I think, like, the films that he's chosen to be in recently, like, now that he's not in debt and doesn't have to just make movies to, like, pay taxes and bills, mm. um, like, it, he, like, we're, I don't think we're ever going to get leaving Las Vegas Nick Cage again, mm. Yeah, but, but... Or raising Arizona Nick Cage. Yeah, but... <laughs> Between Mandy and uh, the color out of space, I was like, okay, Nick Cage has like found this really uh, good uh, niche for himself, where he <laughs> still gets to be Nick Cage, but he actually is acting in things that are interesting. Yeah, and then this came out, and I'm like, and I was baffled like completely and utterly <laughs> baffled as to his involvement in it um and th that's mm, i said it's a little bit strange so the director of this mm -hmm. was heavily inspired by um beyond the black rainbow and mandy like trying to mm -hmm. put that feeling into this movie was his was his intention i don't know if that came across crossed very well mm. um there's a lot of purple i guess but uh <laughs> so that that's where i think cage's interest intersected okay yeah okay yeah um yeah it is definitely very heavily stylized in a in a lot of the scene um but uh yeah um yeah he 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 gets his uh little like um cloth bag full of soda pop and energy drinks yeah. punch, oh, punch, yeah. punch 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 energy yeah punch yeah. pop energy drinks <laughs> it's it's a, it's a fistful of caffeine to the kisser i think is the tagline yeah oh, yeah so i want to try one <laughs> see and then so i spent a lot of time i also spent a lot of time like trying to figure out who this movie was for and like intent mm in decision in filmmaking decisions yeah. and i'm just like okay so is nick cage supposed to be like an act like an actual video game character like he doesn't say anything <laughs> he has like his energy drink power-ups 
Yeah, a, that's not a bad interpretation. Yeah, and then and but then I hated that interpretation as well <laughs> as the film went on. Like I was yeah. really, I was really trying hard to 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 find something to latch onto, and I'm like, I, I, I don't. I I and I really ended up having to walk away with yep this just this thing just wasn't for me um, yeah yeah uh, um, but yeah well like I said I have some positives and we're mm. getting we're getting close to where my positives start coming in oh that's good um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> uh, there's there's a there's a few bit players throughout all this so there's like um God is his name Jeb or Jed. Uh, the pickup truck guy, it doesn't really matter, uh, who chews on a Slim Jim like it is a cigar, which is disturbing I, to me. Yeah, I kept thinking it was a cigar, and I was like, wait, no, that's a Slim Jim. Yeah. Yeah, great. There's actually a scene, like, at the end of the movie where he mm. pulls the part that's been in his mouth out, and it's discolored. Yeah, like it's Ugh. a different color, and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, I'm like, thanks, movie, you really, Processed. Processed. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, there's a, there's a, there's Tex McAdoo, who's like the small town business tycoon. He's very um, oh god, Doug Dimadone. <laughs> yes, uh, <from> fairly apparent <laughs> style. Um, essentially, oh, who man. is. <laughs> yeah, who's the owner? He is. Uh, he wears his white suit with his big fancy hat and all his big fancy words, and he loves to loves to talk at people. Uh, <laughs> respects people who don't feel the need to talk as well. Um, and it, yeah, he owns the uh, the rundown remains of Willy's Wonderland, and is apparently looking to fix it up, which is why he's hiring Cage. Clearly, um, there is also Liv, uh, who is a young woman a teenager uh who this introduction is she is attempting to burn down willie's wonderland which i mean i like i like that in the horror film there is someone trying to be proactive i am into that <laughs> it's a it's a nice undercurrent um and uh she is arrested by the sheriff who appears to be her guardian as well um and who <laughs> locks her in a trailer handcuffed to a wall which is great uh and then we get to see the inside of Willy's Wonderland, uh, which is completely derelict. It is dusty and dim and run down and awful. Um, it, it is hitting all that note of just, you know, decay and everything. Uh, we, we get to see the animatronics are all standing there on stage. They look like absolute garbage, uh, which is a strong point. I've got to say, I do like the design on these in terms of like the wear and tear they've got on them um yes this is <laughs> hey this is this is my hey here's here's a positive i like yeah. the look of these characters i yeah. i actually like the look of these costumes uh most of them are like full body costumes there's mm. one that is like explicitly um an actual puppet like uh um, yeah head clearly is is being manipulated by a string we'll we'll get to that but yeah. i do uh i like the wear and tear i think that's really good especially because there is a flashback later on 
uh, mm. to when the animatronics were clean, pristine, and new. And it's yeah. clearly the same costumes that they dirtied up to, yes. to, to, to yeah. do this. So yeah, like that's that right there is a um is a positive for me. Like I think all of the tension shots of mm. the animatronic stages uh, stage is is really effective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have uh we have our eight animatronics. Uh there's Willie the Weasel who is like the leader of the gang, clearly. He's the mascot of Willie's Wonderland. Um we've got Gus Gorilla, Cammy Chameleon, Tido Turtle, uh Siren Sarah, Nighty Knight, <laughs> Artie the Alligator and Ozzy Ostrich. Uh, you know, a, a decently sized cast of almost all animals except for the knight and the siren, which sure, uh, get a little more fantastical elements in there, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, they they look great, uh, in the worst possible way. <laughs> um, you know, there's that there's a bit of ambiguity, like there's all this dark matting and staining, and especially like on Willy the weasel's uh mouth, there's like stuff that could just be dried blood honestly and it sort of yeah plays into these are creepy terrible uh, murderous animatronics uh yeah um (laughs) yeah uh so he uh he you know he gets shown around the place it is terribly filthy uh he he's allowed to help himself to anything from the kitchen which i don't know what would be in the kitchen at this point and i don't want to know um, <laughs> yeah, like this Not was this was when like my suspension of disbelief started to like mm. just fell off of a cliff because I'm like, what this place looks like there hasn't been anybody in it in 20 years. Why mm. is there still electricity here? Yeah. Why, why is why does it still? And I'm like, okay, maybe the premise of I set that up. Uh, so like I'm, I'm planning on reopening, but yeah. it, but still, it just felt like it looks like no one has actually entered the building yeah. in like two decades. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, okay, sure, yeah, I sure, know what this sure. is, but mm, all right, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he he's officially on staff, uh, and he gets a Willy's Wonderland T-shirt to wear. Which is a delightful shade of eggshell blue. Uh, with the I do like the Willy the Weasel logo. I think it's cute. I think it's appropriate for the setting. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, as he sort of gets to work, uh, he's been told, you know, take regular breaks. Uh, which you know, um, hey, surprisingly nice uh, working conditions for you've drifted into town and you're going to work overnight to pay off a debt. Um, you know, make sure you also, don't overwork yourself. <laughs> also, also if he doesn't, who's, who's going to know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And, uh, as, as, uh, Tex McAdoo leaves, he bolts and chains the front door behind him from the outside. Uh, and uh, you know, heads off with Jed saying, "I don't like to hear a grown man scream," uh, which yeah, they are they're using him as essentially bait for these monsters is the overall premise. Uh, 
yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it's a big conspiracy in this town, apparently. Um, Liv is broken out of the trailer by her group of uh, brave, ambiguous teenagers. Am- ambiguous they're, teenagers. They're not. Teenagers. They have names. <laughs> They, they are not. They are not. They are not teenagers. And and I said, "Oh, look at all the cannon fodder." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're all like yeah, in their it, like. I I was curious and looked up the actors. They're like all in their mid thirties. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. And one of them yeah. is like my age. I was like, he looks really. I think he's one of the main guys. Still looks uh, yeah. like a teenager, but he's almost forty. Like, whoa. Wow. Got that baby face. Good. Good on you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of makeup too, probably. But yeah, uh, yeah, we we get introduced to the cast of essentially disposable characters, which is yeah, this this entire town's population of definitely teenagers, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, there's, there's um Liv and Kathy are the two girls in the group, and then there are a whole bunch of guys whose names I can't remember honestly. I only One of remember names Chris. Ben. I only ben and Chris. Ben. I don't know who the other two are. Um, nope. One of them is extremely dumb and decides to shoulder barge the trailer door before checking if it's open or not. Uh, he's not the smart one. I think that's Chris. Uh, Aaron and Dan are the other two. There we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. You've saved my life. Um, yeah, they, they release Liv uh, from her <laughs> handcuffed to the inside of a trailer predicament. And they set off with the grand goal of arson, uh, but like it's arson for the greater good. Uh, so it's all right as long as we think of this as a mission. We're not just burning down the building for the hell of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Place place is mega haunted. Um, at least according to Liv, none of the other kids appear to have actually seen anything going down with the animatronics. To them, it's just a creepy place that some bad stuff happened a long time ago, and they're they're all up for small town shenanigans is nothing better to do i assume than just burn down some local buildings um uh but yeah we we get back to nick good old nick uh he is doing his job he is mopping floors and uh we start getting again the really good creep shots of the animatronics coming to life uh and our first animatronic attack is ozzy ostrich yes <laughs> who is yeah it, it this bit is pretty fun, honestly, because the, it, you know the animatronic is like slowly creeping up on him in the background of shots, and he turns around and is just kind of standing there, like it clearly wasn't there a few seconds ago. He just walks up and he just bops it with the mop. To yeah, see if it reacts. <laughs> that was good. There, there are there are a few nice little little moments of character for Cage's character like that, whereas like you know he. He's very focused on his job. He wants to do a good job, as far as I can tell. But there are little bits of just like, what the heck is going on here? Bonk, nothing happened. Try it again. And the ostrich whips live, says, I'm going to feast on your face. Uh, and it turns into a very, very stylized, shaky cam animatronic fight. Which, yeah. Um Leonard, do you have feelings about the camera shots used in these? And uh, oh, and the fight, death battles. Um, the the uh the the fights are are some the like there's some legitimately de- decent cinematography in this mm. film. 
I think. Um, I'm not uh, a big fan of the color grading used yeah. for it. I'm also not a big fan of a lot of the uh, effects, like mm. lens effects used in this yeah. film either. But like the the fight sequences are really like uh, bad to watch and not interesting <laughs> to watch. Um, it feels it feels like like a, like um teenagers uh mm. made a movie and because they couldn't choreograph like their <laughs> fight scenes that they just shake the camera around to yeah to emphasize like strikes and hits and things like that um and that is every single fight scene <laughs> in this movie um mm. and yeah i was i was not here for for that That's um, fair. And yeah. it and and most importantly, um, the ease in which Nicolas Cage destroys these animatronics, le- like instantly led me to question how how has this been going on for so long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we also he see the ease at which the man. animatronics dispatch <laughs> the teenagers. So. He's just yeah. super pumped on caffeine. You can't stop him. Yeah, oh, I yeah, ref- that, that... I ref- I refuse to accept that as an answer to <laughs> as to why why Nicolas Cage was able to solve this problem in literally one night. <laughs> Leonard, he's high on punch pop and duct tape. Nothing can stop him. <laughs> oh, 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 man! Can I, I just? I really need to go back because mm, the duct mm. tape feature factors into um, the first continuity error of the film oh, oh. when they're doing the montage of cleaning. <clears throat> yep, and he's <laughs> got it on his face, and I'm like, "Where did that come from? Why is it gone yeah. now?" And then he mm. puts it on, and I'm like. All right, movie. Listen, I'm gonna make up forgot something. Listen, yeah. you. <laughs> if you're not gonna respect me, I'm not gonna respect. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, he he beats the ever loving crap out of the ostrich puppet uh, after it scratches him on the face, uh, and kind of predator style rips the neck animatronics out of it yeah the spine yeah just rips yeah. the spine out yeah i kind of um, i i did enjoy that i enjoyed the fact that the beating what the beatings are never enough he actually has mm. to like dismember yeah. yeah i'm like oh man i wish there had been some narrative significance to that because i think that's mm. kind of fun but it, whatever it felt like they were supposed to be because the um the sheriff brings it up yeah it it ends up not making logical sense because the town could have just like shot all the animals they they don't (laughs) day yeah no yeah um could have just blown them all away and then (laughs) crisis is solved you don't have to sacrifice yeah hundreds of like itinerant travelers through the town yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that says more about the uh the town's folks' moral character than their willingness to actually fight evil devil puppets. Uh, <laughs> they'd rather just get rid of anyone who comes through town who they don't think is going to be missed. 
Well, and they started like that's what she was like saying was like we we mm. we tried to pick people that seemed kind of on the edge of society or going to be missed or yeah they're just <laughs> we're using our value judgment um to mm. rid society of troublesome elements. Yeah, we happen to have yeah. a handy disposal unit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the animatronics are absolutely an excuse for the weird purity cult that inhabits this town. If it wasn't animatronics, it'd be something else. Um, I mean, we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Nick Cage cleans himself off, dons another shirt, uh, bundles up the ostrich in a trash bag, and dumps it at the front door. Um, I do, I do kind of like the after every animatronic fight, he stops and cleans himself up, and you know, gets a new shirt. Um, he takes his regular breaks. There's an arcade machine in the kitchen, which I guess was the kitchen staff's one piece of entertainment on break, uh, which he cleans up. Um, he's not very good at pinball at the start of this film. He gets much better later on. Uh, he has a fridge, puts all his cold drinks in there. It probably happened earlier. Um, yeah, and then uh, gets back to work as the teenagers just completely soak the outs- the exterior of this building in gasoline. <laughs> yep. Totally yep. unnecessary, uh, but that's a bit of film trope. I mean, yeah. No, you'd, you'd want to get the gasoline inside, honestly. I don't know how well the outside of a concrete building is going to burn, but... Well, it's, um, it's the idea of, like, it's an accelerant. You don't need more than, like, a splash. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's it. You don't need the soaking because <clears throat> it's not helping. <laughs> no, you're just going to blow anyway. yourself up because it's all aerosolized, yeah. Um, or evaporator rather. Um, but uh, before they before they light the building on fire, they go wait. There's a dude inside, and, and most of the, most of the teenagers are like listen, talk to him. As they like they talk to him through a window, he just kind of ignores them and keeps cleaning. <laughs> Which uh, is is his entire character is if he's working on a task, he finishes the task. He doesn't really care what's happening. Um, and most of the teenagers seem content to just set the building on fire with him in it now that he has been warned and has refused to come as has refused to uh get out but Liv has to save him uh she's got a bit of a complex about this place because you know her tragic backstory is she is a child who survived Willie's Wonderland uh when her family was locked in as a sacrifice uh, so she goes in through the air vents to save the janitor. The biggest air the... vents in cinema history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I went into the sequence just saying, like, well, these are big air vents, but it would be absolutely ridiculous if one of the anim- – oh, there, there's one of the animatronics. <laughs> there's the animatronic in the air vents, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, can 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 we just mm. uh, rewind just a quick second yeah, back yeah. of of hey we we were sacrificing drifters and people that we thought no one would care about, uh, mm. which is why we sacrificed this entire family that was stranded, including this yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. There's there is there was so much like like dissonance between mm. like all of the stuff going on that I was just like is this a joke is this is <laughs> is, is, is like this entire thing just a joke 
Like, because I try to, like, there's there's elements of this film that feel like something that Eli Roth would have made once upon a time. Mm-hmm. There are elements that feel like um, Evil Dead. Um, and I'm just like, is this a, like, poorly executed love letter? Is this a joke? I, I I could not find my footing with this film the entire time that I watched it, which is why I had to take so many breaks while yeah, I was watching it, yeah. because I'm like, okay, so they said that this is the thing that's ha- happening, but that doesn't make any sense in light of what I've just seen. Um, I really wish that Nick Cage actually had, like, a, a legitimate character <laughs> in this film because like he's the linchpin of solving the problem Mm. but there's not like there's nothing to there's no reason why there's no indication as to why he is able to do this especially if this is like a horrific curse that has been going (laughs) on for decades yeah yeah, I think but, somewhere yeah. Um, they were trying to say I read it for my recently. Yes, okay, it wasn't on the Wikipedia, I don't believe, but um, they're playing parts of it as if it's not specifically a spaghetti western, but that's like the the drifter rolls into town, solves a thing, and leaves. Like that's his character, right? Yeah. So it's not he's not yeah. supposed to have like it's, it's a, the mysterious man who can solve the thing. That's that's the motivation. Mm. Like that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, he 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 can definitely solve it. Uh, he fights Gus the Gorilla in the bathroom and curb stomps him on a urinal. Yep. Um. Which hey. I, I was actually I'm actually aside from his <laughs> fighting prowess, I'm more concerned um, by the power of his mm. cleaning, where he's just like yes. wiping away oh painted God. graffiti and like. I've had to clean <laughs> restrooms and things, um, and that yeah. does not does not come off like that, <laughs> like ever. Oh God, no, no. Like, and out, you, you can spend the whole night just trying to get some of that off there. It's better just to repaint it. Mm, yeah, but somehow he did it. Just wiped it off. Clean that entire bathroom, and then just soaked the whole place in uh, animatronic oil and motor fluid while he was yeah. at it. Which he then has uh, to clean up again later. Yeah. And think, does. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think that is part of the comedy of this film is he just wants to finish cleaning this goddamn place and every time he gets attacked by an animatronic, he has so much extra work to do. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I actually <laughs> kind of wish that they had focused more on like the post-fight cleanup. Mm. Like, I think I think I would have enjoyed... I wouldn't have enjoyed the fights more, but I would have found a bit of humor in in like the fights over, and he looks around and he just kind of like deflates a little and <laughs> yeah. picks and picks up the mop again and starts yeah. just cleaning up the space. Oh yeah, like an extra yeah, just, thirty it's, seconds. It's of just that a would be beautiful. Simulator, like remove the kids and the other people oh. from the movie and just. Like I don't think that yes. that lent anything, a... and then it, it it camped out on talking about what happened in the past, and it's just like this explanation dump that I just didn't need. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this yeah. is a mystery thing where I would have liked it just to have been 
weird. Yeah. Paid animatronics yeah. just came to life and murdered people. Okay, that's I mm. I like mm. that. I don't need the angle they actually went with because it introduces yeah. so many other issues of this is not a big town. There's a no. lot of missing people. And yeah. Them <laughs> months or whatever to figure out what was going on. Like, what? It, yeah. It's a tiny yeah. town and people having birthday parties and the people that are having the birthday parties don't go back to work or something. You don't uh, see them at school. Yeah. That, that's a problem. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could have been a bigger town before all the backstory happened, Even I guess. if it was, that's a weird, but, yeah. like, whole, like, oh, hey, they went to the mm. only entertainment place in town. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um yeah, uh after after all the guerrilla fighting and the the ensuing cleaning, uh Liv is chased through the vents by Artie Alligator who chases her into like this woodland themed room with a smoke machine that is really difficult to find your way around in. Hate hate that kind of thing. Uh where Siren Sarah is haunting around. Um <laughs> Uh, eventually the janitor comes along, uh, Liv has managed to fend off Sarah, uh, and they, they get out there, um, and, uh, meanwhile, all the other kids, uh, one or a couple of them are sort of intent on going in to rescue Liv, who screamed when attacked by an animatronic, as one does. Uh, the, the rest of them don't seem so interested in the idea, but either way, they're all up on the roof thinking about how to get in, and, hey, Here's a decent bit of continuity. This place hasn't been properly maintained for 20 years. The roof falls in with six people standing on it. Yep. That works for me. I'll although they, that. Although they <laughs> all land in the ball pit, which it, it was not the size and no. distance from each of the characters <laughs> when they fell through the roof. I was like, mm. I actually rewound. I was like, mm. Like twenty feet apart. All right, <laughs> fine movie. Like I, I've got, I've got other issues with you. Yeah. I'm just gonna let this one slide. <laughs> yeah. Um. So hey, the gang's all here, and for five out of six of these uh, teenagers, is really the first time they've been in Willy's Wonderland. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Which, you know, there's that fascination with it. They're like, oh, wow, this is a real place. <laughs> so so here's here's and then this becomes my question because then mm. they do the stupid teenager thing yes and i'm just like do. as they do but like you were all going to commit arson because you believe Liv's story about the evil animatronics and yet none of you seem to be concerned about being in the space with the evil animatronics once you're there now, did the kids really believe Liv's story, or did they just want to commit arson? They, they were just going along <laughs> with her because she's, like, their leader. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, also, I can I can personally choose to believe that um, this is set before Cabin in the Woods, and so someone pressed a button, make the, make the, make the teenagers do the stupid thing button. Uh, <laughs> it could be. That and is it's good it's an explanation little, as you so... get. Yeah, and then that's part of, I think, the original point of, like, who this is for. But mm. all, all of these teams, like, the Willy's Wonderland, as it existed originally, was before the time of any of these kids. Like, they weren't even alive. 
right yeah their character yeah because Liv was sacrificed there as a young i don't know mm. eight-year-old yeah yes. very yeah, little and now but... she's probably this is probably 10 years later close yeah or yeah. so and that's another thing is like the kids this ends up being like that rumor of the you know abandoned haunted house or something in the town mm. like that's that same sort of like it's just a local place you're not supposed to go yeah yeah so they're they're their following of her is i think hinged more on that of like it's yeah they're burning it down but they're not really concerned with the morality of it it's more like fun thing to do on friday night oh yeah yeah probably um but yeah hey it is the extremely stupid teenager thing i like to think that as a teenager if i ended up in that situation i would be appropriately creeped out and not be a stupid teenager but uh stupid teenagers so yeah i i I wouldn't take my eyes off of the um uh evil animatronics that my friend has been telling me about for who knows however long Mm, yeah but but no uh (laughs) nope nope um so two of them uh immediately split off uh and everyone else goes to the kitchen because the janitor went that way and he's cleaning the kitchen and we get the actual backstory um the original willie's wonderland uh 20 years back at this point was owned by uh jerry robert willis one of the last great serial killers of the century <laughs> which is an interesting way to describe him um who made willie's wonderland and then sort of gathered other lesser serial killers as like pupils here i guess is the best way to put it and they all they all worked together at Willy's Wonderland, and they had a great time. Uh, and they would abduct children and murder families. Uh, they had their super happy fun room. Yep. So if it was your birthday, they would take you to this special super happy fun room for a private show with Willy, uh, the weasel, uh, who would obviously murder murder the entire family at the end. Um, which you know standard creepy backstory for why this place is terribly haunted um and yeah hey plot holes it's a small town it took the police like five or six months to figure out what was going on um sure uh and at which point they stormed the place and all the employees had committed a satanic suicide ritual (laughs) um (laughs) to transfer their their consciousnesses and memories into unliving objects, uh, thus possessing the animatronics and allowing them to continue their serial killer ways without uh, any repercussions, I guess. Because yeah, it's also child's play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you just do the ritual. You draw the big pentagram, you drink the Kool-Aid, uh, literally, in this, in the, as the shot suggests, and uh, off you go. Um... Uh yeah, at at this point, all the animatronics sort of come to life and start singing a little song about six little chickens. Uh at the end of the line, uh, I gotta say the music in this, as far as I can tell, is perfectly on brand. It is all like terrible earworms, um, <laughs> and seems very in character for the small amount of Chuck E. Cheese performance I have seen online. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it's a, it's a good little menacing take on that because Willie the Weasel is obviously singing about the six teenagers in the building, um, which given we've just been told about, you know, their their uh, child murdering tendencies in their previous life, of course he's singing about the kids. Uh, and <laughs> at the end of this little song, Nighty Night appears behind one of the one of the guys and just impales him with his. I thought it was a rubber sword, but it is definitely not rubber after this shot. Um, <laughs> apparently, the knight just has a full-on sword, um, and we we get into like the 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 real uh, horror movie teenager murder stuff. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, I, and mm. I think this is this is going back to um, Dave's point of of not needing the the satanic ritual serial killer put your souls in mm. animatronics thing i'm like yeah. okay if you're gonna if you're actually going to introduce like the concept of like an evil supernatural ritual for for these these characters you could mm. you could actually do some interesting things with the space like yeah. the actual like okay so uh like um because one of my biggest problems was i could not um understand the space of of the mm. actual store itself yeah because once once the teenagers arrive suddenly there are a bunch of room, rooms that i just assume didn't exist before yeah like there's an arcade and there's like Mm. the fairy glade and i'm like okay how big is the space actually because i don't know how anything connects to to one another and i think it would have been interesting if it had if like by virtue of these evil like these evil souls in these animatronics like the space of Willy's Wonderland was warped on the inside and they all Ooh. each had their own kind of like realm of influence. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That, yeah, that would have been better because I didn't understand the purpose for um the Siren Glade or whatever it was. Like what you're building this thing. Well, obviously it's being built by a serial killer, so we really can't judge the well, purpose of anything. Yeah. But it, it's <laughs> like, what are kids supposed to do in there? There's not like something to do apparently there was a tree house because she invited live in yeah but But it's like a little you know it's it's not doesn't look like a very large room right no it'd be like circle and like okay that was fun yeah it's like themed birthday rooms they they have them at all the laser tag places like you you could have the the definitely not legally predator room or the definitely not legal the alien spaceship room and all that kind of thing and, but yeah. all it is is just a little room with a themed wall, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been fine, but there wasn't space for anyone to do anything. Like, yeah. Out there. It's, no. It's like a little no. walking path, and now you gotta leave. Yeah. Now, the, the space of Willy's Wonderland is confusing. <laughs> and, oh god, it's the Dark Souls of layouts. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like if they if they had exerted some kind of actual supernatural other supernatural mm. influence other than just being soul evil souls possessing these animatronics, it would have yeah. made the I think it would have done 
more because once again it just feels like and then they transferred their souls with a satanic ritual and <laughs> i'm just like yeah okay so like what's the what's the end game there is it just to like keep killing but if it had been like like oh and it also makes sense to for the like the townspeople like yeah mm. so they they because we later find out that they can actually leave the premises they're not bound oh, yeah. to it yeah to the premises <laughs> and like by adding that like supernatural twist to it it would have made like their killing spree make more sense when they leave mm. when they actually leave the the restaurant because once again the problem that i had the entire film is how are these a threat nick cage is taking them all out with almost no problem every single yeah. time he encounters them i don't understand how this they became such a big enough threat that the townspeople made a deal with them to sacrifice people yeah 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 the only way uh, that it would still be a threat was if even by dismantling them doesn't like they just regenerate or something which is what it seemed like they were leading on with what the sheriff was saying because she's like oh no you you he's killed too many of them now it's gonna make willie mad that's just willie Mm. to deal with you have a shotgun right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it didn't make any sense um on that front and then the other part uh so if it would have been more interesting um, if, like you said, they had kind of zones of influence, but they could like take it with them. So yes, I mean budgetarily, oh, no. yes, this would not have worked. It would have been really expensive, right? But um, no, you know, if Artie the Alligator went out and was like murdering someone, you're like, when he appears, it's like maybe it transports you into like that liminal space, like the swamp area or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's just, and the other part yeah. that was really weird was it transferred their souls but not their personalities because they're just like never breaking character. <laughs> they're they, mm. whatever they became, like that's <laughs> all they're ever gonna be. They're really committed to the bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which was yeah, you know, uh, more or wasn't was the most evident with um, Tito the turtle because that was yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, the hey, the the teenagers are basically all murdered in one long continuous scene, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, what is it? We got uh, Siren and the turtle go and literally eat someone to eat someone to death in a foam pit, which, the, hey, those foam pits were always the stuff of nightmares, bravo, yeah, they're playing on that, they're just they're terrible. Just... They're just plague. They're just yeah. like they're filthy bottomless pits. There could be anything in it. that. I'm like yeah. they're they're yeah. Ball pits are just foam and ball pits are just blight town. The depths <laughs> and the gutter all just mm. with bright colors. That's what that is. Bless. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adi the alligator uh, murders the two teenagers who had snuck off earlier. Uh, to go uh, do what teenagers do alone in pairs, uh, off in the Super Happy Fun Room, uh, which is named the Super Happy Fun Room. Um, 
and uh, the janitor then comes off his break and just destroys Nighty Night, uh, and then while uh, dragging the bits of Nighty Night around uh, in a trash bag, walks by the Super Happy Fun Room, uh, which he kicks the door down. It is a complete terrible mess in there, and he also gets rid of Artie Alligator. Um, yes. With the, the very satisfying push the jaws open <laughs> till they break. Um, yeah, there's a, hey, if he was a Mortal Kombat character that somehow escaped the game and got in this one dude's body, it would make more sense. <laughs> he's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of finishes here. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, we get we get the the one sort of really interesting bit of interaction with an animatronic here, where uh, one of the one of the guys, Chris, is hiding in the arcade, and uh, the chameleon, Cammy the chameleon, is stalking him and you know talking to him about how you know she's not like the other animatronics they all make fun of her because her skin's constantly changing color which also this this animatronic appears to be actively supernatural because its skin does like flicker and change color and pulse and stuff and yeah i wanted her to be like invisible yeah at some point. yeah yeah they're like if they could have just been cool done that and then he <laughs> yeah. Just falls yeah. Yes. And doesn't see her and she's like just the color of an arcade cabinet Mm, that would have been interesting. More things they could have done. Didn't um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris has at this point actually called the police uh, a couple of times, and you know they they've decided to actually come rescue some goddamn kids. Uh, Mainly because the oh. sheriff is is concerned for for Liv because she yeah. um she feels marginally guilty about trying to sacrifice her and her parents to these animatronics. <laughs> and even that section with the sheriff and the deputy um, didn't make any sense because the, the deputy gets called in. I don't, I think he's from another town. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on at all. He He's not in on it until the sheriff makes him complicit in, yeah. in, in this. So that part didn't make any sense, really. But what, what I didn't understand was they have the red phone. And she's like, we have to pray that phone doesn't ring. And then it rings, and she's like... she's so concerned about it why did she even answer in the first place because <laughs> she takes her job seriously well it's only gonna be like the only thing she's concerned about is someone calling about willie's wonderland <laughs> so when it turns out that the call is in regards to that she's just like never mind and then it rings again it's like okay it finds out that Liv is there and then has to go do something but I don't understand what else she was waiting for. <laughs> because she knows that they're sacrificing a person to to the animatronic gods. Um, so why does she call in a deputy? Like, why is there any other people called in? They, they just have to sit tight and then open it up in the morning and then clean up the mess. That's I guess the... So weird. the... I think that I think the threat of there's there's still the threat of the animatronics leaving, even That's though true. once again, like, that, or, that, or yeah, what if that didn't satisfy them or something? Right. Go 
they only come alive the one night a year. Oh man, rules! That would have been cool too. I like it when horses have rules. Something because that the entire time they 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 come alive independently. They would have been a completely different thing if all eight of them were alive and then attacking the janitor. They don't do yes. that really. Uh, they kind of one at a time do it, um, and that did make me have to count them every time because in interviews and the game there's like little spotlights on everyone they can get, but I'm trying to count and see which one's going to be the next one to like attack. Because mm-hmm. invariably one of the one of the spotlights is like empty, um, and then is it time? It's not time based because his breaks seem to be like on the hour, like every right hour for fifteen minutes or something. Goes back to work, uh, which is 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 a ridiculous break schedule. Um, <laughs> uh, at the, the yeah, I mean, he's uh, getting he's getting paid a thousand dollars to do this, so. I mean, yeah, te- he, mm, he's getting I mean, technically bartered, he's not getting any, yeah, he's getting bartered a thousand dollars worth of goods and services. <laughs> um, and so I, I was constantly forgetting that there were actually eight of them. I don't know why, but like most of, um, like Tito, Tito Turtle, like really forgot that that was a thing. Like that was one of them for most of the movie. Um, like the di- distribution of of them is really inconsistent, um, mainly because so many of them are dispatched before the teenagers <laughs> make their way into the plot. Yeah, and they didn't have. Um, I think the entire t- like the only one the one I forgot about was the ninety nine because you don't really see him, and then it just he just pops up. There's a knight that was up there, right? <laughs> and uh, the fact that we have Siren and Sarah was the only like they're all aside from the ostrich like people in suits is is but um, Siren and Sarah is just helmet. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a mask. Like yes, it is. It is clearly a, like a a woman wearing like a I like I, and <laughs> once again I'm not I'm not trying to be disparaging like and I think it's it's the intent but it does look like a paper mache mask until mm. like um like the it mouth moves. cracks yeah right like yeah, when the mouth fun. cracks and I, I think that that's that's fun and and a mm. good change to that design but it doesn't really play a part in anything no no but that um and i think i believe that actress is like a ballerina or something so she she's a dancer of some sort that makes sense like moving accordingly like her she she would walk and then her legs like the knees were always almost locked so it had Mm -hmm. a stilted Mm -hmm. robotic look to it Yes. Um, and then another thing was the the all of the um, creatures. Uh, they could they didn't seem to like move normally. Like they did somehow bend some sort of like space time thing. They they could mm. teleport around. Like they moved not just in regular movement. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Because even even when um, they got the guy with the glasses and the, the um, 
boom, 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 boom. Yeah, mm. like he, yeah, there's a strobe going on, but he would bump into them and then they would just be gone and then across the right. room. Yeah. So, yeah. There's stuff going on that, like, would lend to them just not being a normal, like, you can't just punch them unless you're specifically janitor. Not, yeah. Unless you're <laughs> you specifically Nick. Them. Right. Yeah. No one but Nick Cage can, can ward off these horrors and live <laughs> to a lesser Yes. Uh, I mean, she yeah. got away from, uh, she, she did something to, like, waylay uh, Siren Sarah briefly. Yeah, I mean, she's just that won't hold off for long. Yeah, yeah, she did have a a, like an automatic rifle. Mm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. She's able to like fend for herself quite a bit. Um, Well, that's because characters far less so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like that's because she's the she's the secondary character. Yeah, she has some plot armor going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think this is, uh, oh yes, this is when, uh, Nick Cage and Liv arrive at the arcade after Cammy Chameleon. Uh, uh, yes, the big... has Chris by the neck with the, uh, with the weird flesh tongue Yeah, thing. which is, the, which appears Chronic to be organic. Tongue. Yeah, which appears mm. to be organic. Once again, I, the, mm. I feel like... There's enough supernatural stuff in there that they really should have leaned into that harder than than the possession angle because that seems yeah. to be Yeah, it would be cool. Um Yeah. It again, we got some great little comedy beats here. We don't know why the janitor is like this, but he's ready to fight Cammy the Chameleon. And then his watch goes off. It's time for his break, and he sort of just awkwardly hands Liv the knife and jogs off. Then <laughs> <sighs> goes and gets the yeah. score on the game. Yeah, yeah. He beats the pinball machine and drinks a bunch of punch pop. And does the best dance that we've ever seen. Does the best dance. He does his little dance. He has a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he, he's only having short breaks, apparently, because he's back like a couple minutes later at most. Yeah. So, with, uh, yeah. with the snake, with say, uh, hey, there's a setup and payoff if you consider mentioning that there's a drain snake mm. that you can use for the cleaning yeah. setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just uh gets that around the chameleon's neck uh, uh ironic uh capture method for her after what she did to Chris. Uh and it's just, you know, beats her senseless and is walking with Liv down the hallway dragging the chameleon by the drainage snake. Yep. Um, who is not dead. Not who dead. Has not no. been murdered like the rest of them. No, no. Um and Oh god, the the turtle and Sarah Siren, 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 Siren. Yeah, Yeah, show up in a corridor, and he just kind of runs forward and just punches them. them Yeah, and And just keeps going. (laughs) Yeah, so I did. I I got. I did actually get a laugh out of that one. Um, that Mm. that court that that 
that hallway gets a lot of a lot of use in this movie. That nondescript hallway gets a lot of use yes. in this movie, and I yeah. hate it. I really hate that hallway because <laughs> once again, it does nothing to help establish the space of this place. But mm. I did. I, some I nice did. lighting. It does yeah. have some nice lighting. Yeah. Um, but I did really <laughs> like the idea of him like dragging this this it severely injured animatronic and then just punching those two out <laughs> yeah um and makes it all the way back to the front door uh he's clearly about to dispose of the chameleon uh but the sheriff has arrived shoots the lock off the door and immediately points a shotgun at nick cage and says drop the lizard um, no um nick cage just kicks the door open and breaks the lock and chain really yep God, he could have left yeah, okay. any time. <laughs> he he wants to be here. Cool, good to well, know. Well, they they actually <laughs> just have live explicitly say that by <laughs> by reciting a line from Watchmen <laughs> later. Yes, on. yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the sheriff is uh, unhappy with the amount of animatronic murder that has happened because it's the wrong kind of animatronic murder, uh, and. Uh, you know, any if if any more of them get killed, Willie will be real mad. Um, and thus, uh, she gets her subordinate to handcuff the janitor behind his back, and uh, drags Liv out of there, and essentially leaves him there as a presumably helpless sacrifice. She did just see him kick open a, a padlock and chain from the inside of the door. Yep. <laughs> So sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, the sheriff chooses to wait out there in her truck uh, and gets her gets her um, subordinate from somewhere else in the county. He, he's here on double overtime. He's got a wife with a kid on the way uh, to drive Liv back to the station and put her in a cell just to keep her out of harm's way, essentially. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, um, this is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, she somehow fails to notice the giant turtle animatronic clinging to the top of the patrol car, but sure, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah. Tido's, Tido's hitching a ride out of the, out of the, uh, Willy's Wonderland. Um, and as Liv is antagonizing this, this, uh, lesser deputy into eventually turning around and making things right. Tato grabs him out of the window, true horror style, and just strangles him. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think it sliced his neck. Mar it's very, it's very brief. Yeah. Uh, I probably missed it. Because, like, I was like, I thought he was being strangled, but then in a scene, in, later on in the scene, you get a sort of a wide shot, and you can clearly see, like, the breath misting up from him while he lies on the ground motionless and like is he dead no he's dead um uh again we get those those small moments of comedy Liv grabs the deputy's shotgun and like tries to shoot try to shoot an animatronic she's thinking right at least um but the animatronic is incredibly dexterous and swift and has unloaded the shotgun as well as stealing the deputy's keys out of the ignition while doing all of this Yep. 
And I just, yeah. when when he opened <laughs> when when he opened his 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 flippers, and <laughs> I saw the shells, I was just like, sure, fine, yeah, whatever, yeah, this is fine. Just yeah, just, just do what you ever you need to in order <laughs> to advance the plot. At this point, yeah. I'm done trying to understand the internal logic of you movie. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Taito knows Liv. Um, he mentions her by name, whether that's just through observation tonight or he actually remembers her from several years ago. Who knows? Uh, but uh, he thinks he's about to kill her and she's been watching the janitor at work and has a heavy blunt object in the form of the unloaded shotgun and yep. just kind of beats the hell out of him. Until he begs her to stop, at which point she stops and just in a in a sort of a shell shock daze wanders back towards Willie's Wonderland. She she crushes <laughs> his animatronic cojones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh um meanwhile the janitor is handcuffed. Um Siren Sarah and Cami Chameleon ask if he wants a menage a trois, to which he nods enthusiastically. Uh, before taking them on with his hands literally tied behind his back and winning, uh, <laughs> um, subdues uh, Siren Sarah and uh, so he goes over and turns on the jukebox first. Yeah, yeah, to dance yeah. Uh, the head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I believe. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's he's really into this at this point, honestly. Uh, <laughs> Um, and yeah, he, he decapitates Cami Chameleon, um, and then goes back to cleaning up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again. Um, yes, because, because he, well, he breaks, he breaks, uh, Siren Sarah's neck with his mm. thighs, and then he simply snaps the zip ties restraining his hands. Yeah. Uh, and then rips off <laughs> Cami Chameleon's <laughs> head. He is a powerful, powerful man. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then goes uh, back to cleaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, to really put his point in, walks out with the trash bags full of animatronic bits and dumps them, like, in full view of the sheriff who's sitting out there. Yep. <laughs> She's very unhappy about this. Again, rushes in and sort of, brings him to the stage is like i've got him here willie come get what's yours and willie is obviously at this point has decided the deal has to be off because come on everyone every other animatronic has been destroyed or beaten uh he's the only one left so instead of uh getting rid of cage immediately he teleports behind the sheriff in a uh, nothing personnel style and <laughs> rips her clean in half with those Big meaty paws of his. Uh, her, he's her, strong. Her torso gets like stuck in a ceiling. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I believe what actually happened was when the effect went off and the torso was flung into the air with the wires yes. that it was attached to. Uh, it didn't move quite out of frame and yeah. just <laughs> left sitting there. And I it, said, oh, um... and I said, oh, movie. 
Uh, like I get it. You own. You got one take at that. That that was a very expensive uh, body model. Like that, oh, yeah. the effects really good, but man, just <laughs> you didn't just plan it out quite well enough. So it <laughs> didn't look like her torso was no. just hovering in the air. <laughs> I kind of wish that like after they had seen that they that they had just reshot it a little like yeah. just give an insert shot of like the the sheriff like Willie actually holding the sheriff's torso and like mm. like a like an extreme close up of her face with like blood trickling out and just like that, that, that and then drop it and I'm like okay that would have fixed the <laughs> glaring floating <laughs> torso special effects snafu but it's you can't get everything house. you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the most haunt. Yeah, it's most. It's so haunted. Physics are afraid. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Willie and the janitor get into their big sort of finale style fight at this point. Uh, there is a lot of blur and camera shake employed. Uh, this is the only fight where Willie really appears to have a difficult. Uh, where Willie where the janitor appears to have an actual difficult time at least for a bit yeah 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 until and, and uh, only only because <laughs> it's the final boss and and yeah. um clearly he can be a chump like everybody else otherwise this entire town is complicit in the like <laughs> most mm. <laughs> avoidable yeah. cult murder spree ever. <laughs> I mean, it still is. It still is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. But they yeah. did but have the... a few families that were murdered. Yeah. It'd be like the final excuse being removed. Um, yeah, uh, but, you know, the janitor sort of breaks off, uh, gets his sack full of soda and ties the two halves of a broken broom together with duct tape and uses these incredible weapons to beat Willie to death and tear yep. his head off. I mean, yep. a, sa- a sack full of cans would be actually pretty lethal. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't dispute that. <laughs> that. That shit would be heavy. <laughs> I kind of really wish that, that, like, in, like, okay, so the, the, like, he, 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 Ready's up for battle. The this mm. this one last time after his retreat, and he's got the can of so, the the cans of energy drink, and he's got the two sticks that are taped together that are now a super stick, and mm. like that's not enough to do it. Uh, and like Willie's just about to land the final blow, and janitor just shoves one of the cans of of energy drink into his mouth and it's like oh man you know what's bad for her animatronics <laughs> sugary sweet oh my god sticky you know i thought for a second you were gonna go with an ending of jaws thing where he shoves the, shoves and it the bag of sodas in his mouth and he just shoots it with the de- with the sheriff's shotgun <laughs> I I had I had considered like maybe going with the and then his head explodes because of the soda yeah. can pressure, but I'm like no, it's a it's a dumb animatronic. Like yes, even though it's supernaturally possessed, like it's still a dumb robot. Oh, don't yeah. pour don't pour a monster energy drink into mm. a robot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't do that. 
those are expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he defeats Willy, and thus the the curse, the evil has been defeated. Uh, it does not live on happily inside this tiny frog. Uh, it has been thoroughly <laughs> dismembered and tossed into a dumpster outside of Willy's Wonderland. Um, in the morning, uh, Tex McAdoo and Jed return. Uh, they have they have the janitor's car, which feels really performative to me. <laughs> I was so annoyed by the. I was so annoyed by like it. Yes, the car has to be there because he has to leave. But I was so annoyed because he's literally <laughs> like. Man, this is another great one for your collection, and I'm just like, mm. why is it here? Why is this car yeah. here? If it, yeah. it like Tex can't drive his car and this car, are you just gonna drive his car to te- Tex's place? <laughs> if that's the case, why didn't you just drive it there to begin with? Mm. This scene yeah. is literally a microcosm. This this sequence, this ending sequence, is the microcosm of the questions that I was constantly asking myself throughout this entire movie. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but the car is there, and then I'll be I'll be a son of a bitch. Uh, the place is completely spotless. Not only did he do the unthinkable, defeating eight terrible animatronics in a single night, he also did the literally impossible of cleaning that whole place in a single night. Um, uh, he even packed up the kids nicely in yeah. was were they even in the like super special secret room area? Probably. Who knows? But probably. But yep. Yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, hey, his car's here from his point of view. Nothing has gone wrong. The bargain has been upheld. He cleaned. He cleaned Willy's Wonderland, and his car got fixed. Um, <laughs> Liv he removes also, the duct tape from his face up. for some yeah. reason. This he, house he's, is he's clean. healing. It's clean. Um, Liv wanders up, and they share a long and meaningful look as he gets into his car, and she also gets into his car, and they drive off. Um, which point, Jed and Tex begin celebrating because it's finally actually over and we didn't have to do anything man imagine if this had been over 20 years ago if you just sent in five guys with shotguns yep Um, (laughs) uh but i guess they weren't high off their mind on uh, probably a legal and out of production energy drink so you know um (laughs) but you know they're like oh you know we can actually reopen it we can rebrand it you know, definitely break the association, get a different gimmick going instead of the animatronics. A, a, a ball that you ride. Yeah, a big mechanical ball. That, that'll be just fine. Um, And they, they get in their car to drive off and go celebrate, and Siren Sarah was not dismembered. She merely had uh, her neck rotor snapped, <laughs> which would work on a normal living creature, but she is an animatronic. It just means she can't move her head side to side anymore. Um, <laughs> she has crawled out of the garbage and stuck uh, a, a gasoline-soaked rag in the exhaust pipe of their truck. Uh, thank you for visiting Willy's Wonderland. Ka-thum. Big explosion goes off. Um, Chekhov's uh, lighter. Yeah. Literally, like, the start of the film, basically. <laughs> yeah. Coming into play there. Um, when when and, Tex and tries all to... of the gasoline soaked building, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, the, the entire place goes up in flames. The final animatronic is finally destroyed, uh, but 
second oh, final, I should say. That's right. Um, yeah, and our very final shot is as the sun rises. Uh, Liv and uh, Liv and the Drifter are driving off. Uh, he reluctantly shares his energy drink with her, and then they see Taito Turtle wandering drunkenly up the road back towards Willy's Wonderland, and just run that motherfucker over. I kind of wish that he had damaged his car again. Yeah, like, that would have been if fun. he had if he if he had literally <laughs> undone all the work that he did just by like. <laughs> One last little petty act. <laughs> Dramatic irony. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that's the film. The evil has truly been defeated. Uh, and the face... Well, uh, he's not faceless. He's Nick Cage's face. The voiceless, characterless character and his apprentice now, I guess, drive off... In the, he's kidnapped a teenager, essentially, is what I'm saying. Yeah, she went with them. She went. She went with them of her own uh, own volition, and and uh, the only family that she ever knew is dead, even though she is completely unaware of that, um, because Mm. she did not go back inside of the restaurant, and he's certainly not going to tell her because I'm just going to assume that he's mute from from Mm. that is going to be that is going to be. The, the thing that I pin my pin for this is that he the reason that he doesn't talk is because he is actually mute. Do we ever see his tongue? Yeah, I was yes. waiting for something made, like he 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 did a couple battle cries. Um, ah, damn. Just um, quick edit that out. He can still have guttural battle cries. He doesn't need the tongue for that. I was really <laughs> expecting for, like there to be some sort of twist. Like, mm. oh, he's he's an agent from hell, and he's come to collect, and that's why he... not Nothing. Every single nope. interesting thing that could have been it isn't. And no. thus, and thus we, iris cl- we iris out of this film. <laughs> we, we say that, but apparently there's a sequel in the works. Yeah. yeah. In I don't know what you would do with that. Well, you see, the next town along also was home to one of the most famous serial killers of the last century. <laughs> oh man, wouldn't it be great if they did something interesting where it, the in the aftermath, like, uh, oh man, where oh, we'll go to hell, but if we combine into like one horrible animatronic, we can <laughs> we mm. can survive and get revenge on that guy that didn't talk talk. <laughs> I think they already made. Oh, I think they man. just made Drive Angry, and it's it is the sequel. Yeah, yeah I also I there was a part of me that also kind of wanted to just imagine that this was like a stealth sequel to Drive Angry as well while I was watching mm. it, and once again it was a situation of I just need to imagine that that, that this it, this character is more interesting than he is. Mm. Yeah. I would have also enjoyed watching this if they just took. Ryan Gosling from Driver, and then just did him like he's you instead of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's like this is the yeah. sequel that we didn't need to Driver. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, but there's uh, so there's yeah. also the um, I didn't see it, but it's uh, the Banana Splits movie, which is gently yes. murderous. Uh, <laughs> I was I was actually going to people. suggest that we might want to take a look at that one too, because that one seems mm. um, 
seems to deliver on the premise of the killer animatronics in a way that I think <laughs> I might actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was um Willy's Wonderland. Uh I don't want to say like a controversial movie, but definitely one of Nick Cage's less loved uh projects of rec- of recent uh times. Uh they, I'll freely admit there are many legitimate complaints to be made about this film. Leonard has voiced many of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it personally, but I won't take Leonard's uh, Leonard's complaints away from him, obviously. And I don't uh, want anybody. And uh, and personally, <laughs> and if you if you enjoyed the if you enjoyed this movie, uh, good on you. I'm glad. Mm. I'm glad that it it's and that's not just directed at you, Cameron. I'm talking oh, about yeah, anybody yeah. out there listening to the echoes of our voices digitized. <laughs> Um, I don't want to take anything. I have I have very specific tastes, and as mm. as somebody who is who is slowly edging their way into filmmaking themselves, um, this is just the it, it for me personally. This movie is just the opposite of 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 what I would do, and I think yeah. that. And while yeah. that's unfair. Uh, that that I don't think that's fair, but uh, I'm not saying that the, that my assessment of it is fair, but it is just it didn't appeal to me. And like I said, no, yeah. there there yeah. were um, I, I kept thinking of things that I would find so much more interesting that they could do. And once again, mm. it's a restriction of budget that that torso effect, other than the like oh, hanging. Man part is actually yeah. really good the the mm. costumes for the animatronics are 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 really good like once again they're mostly in costume there's some really good effects uh we didn't mention it but and, and because the ostriches dispatch so quickly but yes. one of the one of the uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was i really like that when the ostrich like walks up and stops moving they just freeze the frame but it's really effective in mm. making it look like oh yeah it's a puppet uh or an animatronic and i get the freeze frame because yeah its head is on a string like an actual marionette um <laughs> and i'm sure it would have been wobbling around if they didn't oh, just yeah. freeze the right freeze the frame so sure. that's a really good little technical trick that mm. makes it somewhat so much uh really effective like there's yeah. good stuff in this movie i'm not saying that it's complete and total tr- uh trash i'm saying that it is just something that i didn't personally enjoy yeah yeah but it, it could definitely have had some improvement i would i would love to see a sequel that builds on this and maybe addresses some of the issues we collectively have with it I would really like Nick this, Cage to hey. talk in the sequel. I would really I'll, like him to oh, say yeah. something. I, I would like the opposite of this film, where the film the, the sequel is narrated by Nick Cage, and thus he never actually stops talking throughout the film. Oh, man. And just stylistically go as far to the other side as you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see if anything comes from this. I have no idea what a sequel to this would actually be. 
Um, but hey, it'll be something, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts, guys? Or are we done? Yeah, I don't have anything else. This is pretty thorough in what it did. It's not mm. it's not a master work of cinema, but it was enjoy like I had I had fun watching it and I I really enjoyed the turn of Nick Cage like not talking. I liked that. <laughs> and the, so when the movie started, he's not talking for a good chunk of it. I mean, not for the rest of it, but um you don't know that and then I'm going like I hope yeah. they just go with this and he doesn't say anything. Mm. whole movie and then that's how it ended up um turning out and I, I enjoyed that silent capable protagonist who like that's his only character like there's not much yeah. else to him and that was fine because they ended up putting too much and not enough in the rest of it <laughs> like, that was the weird thing is it's, it's it has a lot of stuff and i just didn't want the live exposition the cultists it just, yeah. just did not need to be there. I don't felt no, they didn't no. give any. They didn't change the characters of. If you're gonna do that, that needs to show up. I think in the animatronics character, yeah, not, not just them yeah. murdering, but them having some sort of like other personality. Because otherwise, why would it matter? It doesn't matter that they were weird murder cultists, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like, you just let them be murderous animatronics that are upset at uh, the place being shut down and yeah yeah oh you could have had them have an overarching goal and it be all a trick that deal with the town like you go into the super happy fun room they're building a pyramid of drifter skulls or whatever <laughs> and when it's when it is completed the whole world will become Willy's Wonderland. Oh. Yes, the influence uh, of the Wonderland <laughs> must spread. Or people turn I, into, like, their victims turn into animatronics. Yeah. Something like, you oh, could man. do fun oh, stuff with it that they just didn't do. Yeah. And that's now yeah. our podcast is to just, just redeem every film with suggestions of what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Nick Cage, you're probably not listening, but if you are, take notes. <laughs> Give Leonard a message. Get some ideas out of him. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I will say, Nick Cage, you most certainly are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, that has been uh, another episode of Monster the Damn Monster. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at mon underscore demonster or just online at monsterdeer.monster. Yes? Or is it monster.deermonster? Oh my god. Monsterdeer.monster. Monsterdeer.monster, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can check me out on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um, mostly Aussie stuff going on. Uh, Perth is going through some stuff these last this last week or so, but we're going to be just fine. Uh, and, you know, cat pics and things like that is always good. Um, Dave, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at sentinel underscore plus. It will be in the show notes as always. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Leonard, how about yourself? Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. 
by searching uh, at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can also find uh, my video essay work on YouTube by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead. I um, I have a couple of irons in the fires as to things that are uh, some, some live action projects that are mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. in production uh, uh, and uh, some uh, photography stuff that I am posting uh, infrequently to Twitter. Uh, I am in a very odd transitional period uh, of of the mm. content and type of content that I am making. Uh, so if you are chopping at the bit for me to make new stuff, uh, please be patient. Uh, it will come. <laughs> uh, but I cannot guarantee a time frame on that. Yeah. Well, no worries. We all look forward me. to it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening to our show. Um, if, as always, if you have any feedback or any suggestions for stuff you want us to cover in future, please let us know. We love to hear that kind of thing. Uh, but otherwise, until the next episode, this is unfortunately goodbye. Bye bye, folks. Goodbye.